What makes a legend? How does ordinary become extraordinary? Are they really so different from us? And how can we be legendary too? Welcome to Legends Only, a Paano Bato special series. For this episode, the legendary Boy Abunda. Eugenio Romerica Abunda Jr. was born on October 29, 1958 in Borongan, Eastern Samar. Known as the King of Talk, Boy hosted iconic and long-running programs like The Buzz, The Bottom Line, and Controversial. He has interviewed thousands of individuals and won more than 100 awards in his 27 years as a television host. He holds a master's degree in communication arts and a PhD in social development. Boy is the founder of the Make Your Nanay Proud Foundation and an ambassador of the National Commission for Culture and Arts. He is a loving other half to his partner of 38 years, Bong Quintana. How did Boy Abunda become Boy Abunda? This legend's only conversation starts now. Welcome to Legends Only, Tito Boy Abunda. <laughs> Thank you, Bianx. Thank you for, for making me a legend. <laughs> You are Tito Boy. In fact, when I tried to ask people who they think the next guests are, your name has popped up time and time again. So this conversation, <laughs> Tito Boy, ako ang toka sa conversation na to, and we want to get to know your story from your point of view. How did Boy Abunda become Boy Abunda? And I wanted to start way back as a child growing up in Borongan, Samar, were you already fond of talking to people, asking questions, and were you already confident back then? Okay. As a child, nothing was deliberate when uh, you think about childhood. You know, when I go back to Borongan Eastern Samar as a child, I didn't know what I was doing. Ang alam ko lang madaldal ako. Nanay would say that, na ang daldal kurao. Was I confident? Uh, the answer to that is I don't know. Pero malakas ang loob ko sumali sa mga declamation contest, singing contest. You were not shy. In that way, no. I don't think I was ever shy. But was it a kind of confidence that I carried with me when I came to Manila? No, because I was so insecure when I came to Manila. I was so insecure about my accent. I was so insecure about how I looked. I was so insecure because I wanted to be conio. I wanted to get the Arineo accent. So, hindi rin nadala. Pero madaldal pa rin ako. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were not shy. And then you went to the city. Because I wanted to ask about that. You went to the big city. Diba ganyan right. usually yung painted picture. Did it feel like going into the big city? And how did you adjust? Ano kaya, Bianks? You know, the first time I came to the big city for school, siyempre, you know, I would write nanay letters about uh, ang ganda ng tanto ng Malibay. We used to stay in Malibay in Pasay, you know? That's, uh, that was EDSA. Um, and I used to, I used to write in detail kung uh, anong look nung Magallanes Theater, which was close to Malibay, I, I would tell them about the supermarkets. Everything was huge. And as Nana would say, 
uh, mag-iingat ka because it's also dangerous. You cannot trust anyone. So, yun yung mga dumikit sa akin. Pero, di ko alam, uh, Bianca, pero may kakaibang tapang ang probinsyano. Pag galing ka probinsya, iba yung pananaw mo. Halimbawa, papuntahin mo ako sa Cubao. If I go to Cubao and I miss the last bus, you know, that uh, goes to Pasay, kaya hindi na umakapunta ng maliba, hindi ako matatakot, talakarin ko yun. <laughs> I had that sense. And I did that once. I did that once. Naiwanan ako sa Cubao ng nanay at tatay at ako'y lumakad pa uwi ng Malibay and it was not quite a distance. I mean, ordinary lang sa amin yun. And of course, yung artistang usapan. I got every opportunity to go to a movie theater in Quiapo or in Pasay, one of those theaters kasi may premiere night si Ate Guy si <laughs> and all of them. It was a fun life. Nana would always say, don't trust anybody. Ang daming mga pickpockets, blah, 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 etc. Pag ano ka, huwag kang makikipagkaibigan uh, pag hindi mo kakilala. The nanas, di ba? Tito Boy, while you're making that kwento, something popped in my head. So during hmm. that time in your life, how did you view fitting in versus standing out? Okay. That's a wonderful, wonderful question. <laughs> I like the idea of uh, fitting in as opposed to... Standing out. Standing out. Uh, magkadikit na magkadikit. Coming from the province, I wanted to blend. I really wanted to blend. But in my, in my efforts to blend, I think, in retrospect, I stood out. Okay, how did I want to blend? So tinitingnan ko yung <laughs> sa eskwelahan at tinitingnan ko sila, ah, ganito pala sila magsuot ng jeans. Ah, ganito pala yung mga sapatos nila. Ay, ganito pala yung, uh, ganito pala sila magsalita. Mm-mm. I didn't want to be different because I I didn't want to punish myself. Alam mo naman, bata ka, you're 16, 17, di ba? And you you want to belong. Mm-hmm. That, that, that sense, yeah. Nobody was pressuring me. I had no... I was not bullied by anybody in school to be like them, but I was bullying myself because I wanted to be like them. I wanted to sound like them. Tapos sa administration building ng Ateneo, you're familiar with this, the old administration building at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or 6 in the evening. Diba kanya-kanyang sundo na yan? I love that. It was like watching the movies. Kanya-kanyang sundo ng auto. Sabi ko, nanay, parang pelikula. Ang ganda-ganda. <laughs> And it was difficult because was I comfortable walking from the administration building to gate three and uh, getting my tricycle? It wasn't. Bata ka eh. Uh, may, may, kahit pa paano may konting ego ka, so nakikipagkaibigan ka, para nakikisakay ka, hanggang kubaw, at doon ka na magbubos, etc. Sabi nga si Bianks, nobody bullied me, I was bullying myself because I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. I didn't know better. So I wanted to blend in. And by blending in, I think I stood out because I could not. Yeah. I could not blend. I just couldn't. <laughs> This is a question, Tito Boy, I have never asked you and I'm curious. Growing up as a young gay boy, did you ever have any really painful experience of discrimination? Uh, I'll tell you the story. There was a street in my hometown 
ang tawag ng kalye ay Royal Street. As a young boy, I didn't know how to identify myself. Mm-hmm. Hindi ko naman, I'm a gay young boy. Wala pang wala pa noon. Yeah. But I knew I was different. I knew I was different because I didn't like to play basketball. I knew I was different because I love the company of my girlfriends. And I was told much later that I was effeminate. I was not the macho kind of young boy. In Samar, you're expected to be macho. I come from a very macho family. Mm. Ang kalye namin sa Samar, Bianca, ay doon ang pinakamaraming producers ng tuba. So it was a badge pag marunong ka uminom. Eh, hindi ako marunong uminom ng tuba. To this day, I don't drink alcohol. But uh, I know I'm digressing. Hindi ako takot sa lasing. Dahil lumaki ako, nakasama ang napakaraming lasing. Dahil sa amin, ordinaryo yun. So there was a royal street. I was probably seven, six, eight years old. I had two other gay friends. Both have passed on. And, uh, and didn't come to Manila. They stayed in uh, Borongan. So we would play secretly. Uh, ang mga laro namin, yung ginagawa namin, mga buhok, yung kumot. Uh, this is the first time also I'm talking about this. Uh, yung toalya, ginagawang gown or dress, whatever. Dahil nakikita man na, namin sa mga magazines, whatever was available na ganun pala ang mga artista mag, mag-ayos. We would have a good laugh. Pero paglabas namin ng bahay, ang kalaro naman namin iba, karate. <laughs> karate. So we would do that. Yeah, we would play the games of all. There was no division between between boys and girls and you know, wala kaming I don't know what it was, pero walang walang ganoon. Nanonotice ko lang pag bahay-bahay na, I never became the father. I was always the priest. <laughs> the priest? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was always the priest. Ang bakit kaya? I never role played being a father. But of course I didn't question that because I enjoyed the you know the costume diba parang nakagaon ang ang <laughs> ang pare going back to royal street i was so afraid going through that street madalas when we go to church or we go to the town plaza we had to pass through royal street don bianks maranga you know boys older boys coming out of nowhere mga kanto bayot bayot eh, bakla bakla you know that was a kind of bullying and uh, discrimination maybe that I went through. And the most frightening was on Sundays, pagkasama ko ang nanay at ang aking tatay, ayokong ayokong natatawag akong bakla because, or bayot in waray, because I didn't want to humiliate my parents. So yun ang karanasan ko sa, sa bullying. Ganun, uh, it, it, it broke me in a way. It broke me in a way. It scarred me in a way. Why? Because when I was growing up, I became very conscious about my posture. Kailangan hindi nakaganito kasi you're not supposed to be soft. Kailangan straight. And Bianca, I ran so fast. It was a weapon. I wanted to be, to be, uh, to be as fast as the wind para hindi ako makita at hindi ako maabutan, para hindi ako matawag na bayot.
discrimination, wala akong, I think I was more discriminated because I was poor. I think I was more discriminated because I was not good looking enough. I think I was more discriminated much later because of many reasons, but not because I was gay. Kasi lalaban at lalaban naman ako. Di naman ako papayag. Grabe that story. Thank you for sharing that, um, <laughs> Tito Boy. I do know that you run fast. I don't know why I know that, but I know that. But I did not know na yun yung story yeah. behind it. Um, you talked about Nanay. Of course, anyone yeah. who knows Boy Abunda knows Nanay, Nanay. and how big <laughs> a part she is of your life. What particular trait of your nanay is very strong in you that makes boy abunda, boy abunda? Madaldal, pero paggalit, tahimik. That was my nanay. And that is me. Uh-oh, I got that from her. Pag dumaldal ako, Bianks, ibig sabihin manageable yun. But when I decide to keep quiet, that's something that's very deep. That was nanay. But the other way to answer that is I have a sardonic kind of humor, very wry. Wong uh, knows this. I mean, it's something very private, but I'm, I'm very funny, like Nanay. Nanay had only two jokes, pero pag nagkukwento siya ng kanyang dalawang jokes, kahit hindi na kami tumatawa, tawa pa rin siya ng tawa. Again, that's so me. Till the very end, every time he would, she would want to lighten the situation, she would tell her stories over and over again through the years. So that's me. I have very few jokes, but I would repeat my jokes. I don't want to talk about the strength because I, will not, I would not even be able to approximate the strength of my mother. The, the bravado of nanay as a public school teacher, the, wow. Uh-oh. Ngayon nga, nawala na ang nanay. I was having a con- conversation with a doctor friend of mine, and you know he was saying, are you okay? I said, I'm not okay. The pain's still there. I mean, has it diminished? No. Uh, it's still the same pain. Every time I, I go back to that space, umiiyak pa rin ako, humahagulgul pa rin ako. But I told my friend, doctor, sabi niya, um, why? Sabi ko, I don't want to lose that pain because it is the only thing that connects me to my mother. It's that constant pain that connects me to Nanay, who remains, even in death, my moral compass. Pag ginawa ko ba ito, matutuwa ang Nanay. Ito ba? Pag pumunta ako, matutuwa ang Nanay. Bong has learned that from me. Alam mo, pag buhay si Nanay, itong sasabihin noon. Hanggang ngayon. She's part of our conversation. That's so beautiful. Because you mentioned that, Tito Boy, yes, Nanay is strong. And you are too. You got that from her. Growing up, how did she deal with you showing emotions? She was Do you used, remember? Yeah. She was used to me being very emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Nanay stopping me from being emotional or from crying. Parang hindi yata. Wala akong naaalala. Ang mga ano lang, Bianca, because my father died when we, we were very young. I was very young. Nanay, ito masasabi ko na ito, was more open to me than my sister. So we would do conversations. We, we love to do conversations. Halimbawa yung pagkatapos ng libing after my father was buried, 
I had that very painful conversation with Nanay about, sabi niya, about our house in Borongan. Sabi niya, nakasanla. In Waray, nakaprinda, itatun balay, nakasanla daw ang bahay namin sa PNB. Sabi niya, I don't know what to do. I don't, I remember Nanay's face. I don't know what to do. But I know, in Waray, sabi niya, but I know I will have to solve this. Wala ako kasi pagdududa sa Nanay. I never doubted that. I don't know how she eventually paid for the mortgage, but she did. Kaya, Bianks, ang effect sa akin nun, hindi ako marunong mangutang up to this very day. Takot na takot na takot ako mangutang. Oo, I want to buy something, I want to build a house, I want to buy a car. The money has to be ready, iipunin ko muna, and then I'll buy, and then I'll build. That ugali uh, comes from that singular conversation I had with Nanay about the mortgage of the house. Okay, going back to your journey, you said um, nothing was deliberate. So after taking up business management in Ateneo that you eventually did not um, finish, finish, what was the dream then? Okay. Ito yung, uh, my father died. Uh, Nanay was alone. She was a public school teacher paying debts. I was the bright kid. I was a bright boy of Borongan. The valedictorian, the, the declaimer. I was, you know, the, just the other day, Bianca was reading The Power of Recognition. When you shape your life, your reality, your image based on the expectations and based on the perceptions of people. Ang hirap nun. Kasi naririnig ko na eh, sayang naman ang batang yan. Ang sayang naman. Napaka-bright pa naman ang batang yan. Walang nangyari. You know, you're counted out even before you start on your journey. That's the bullying I got. Uh, there were talks that I would say uh, in my town before na baka naman nag-drugs. Doon ako, Bianca, yung the stories, the famous stories. Nagbenta ako ng encyclopedia, nag-tourist guide ako, I opened doors of restaurants, I, I, I was an assistant cook, I, was, I, I went to Pampanga, Bulacan, just selling fire extinguishers. Ito yung buhay. I slept in the benches of Luneta with friends because wala na akong mauwian. There was no, there was no more excuse um, living with relatives because I was not going to school. Pwede kang makitira because you had an excuse. Now that you were not going to school, wala. I roamed the streets of the city until, yun nga, I met some guys who were doing yung mga teatro sa kalsada, mga, the theaters of the street. May mga nakilala ko, uh, one led me to another friend, to another friend, until there were auditions. The Metropolitan Theater was about to open, to reopen, because after the war, I auditioned as an actor. <laughs> uh, they made us act, read some parts, and pagdating sa kantahan, I practiced dahil sa you, you know, the whole night prior to the auditions. Pagdating sa auditions, after two lines, sabi na sa akin, thank you. Patapos mo naman sa akin. So, I think here, hinahawakan na yung kamay ko ng Panginoong Diyos at hindi na niya ako pinakawalan. So I got into the theater. I joined the first production as member of the chorus. I was still talking. I loved talking. I was talking to strangers, talking to friends. And I 
became assistant stage manager, PA, a production assistant. I was assigned to the backstage and my job was to take your props, costumes to call actors. Oh, how I love calling the great stars of the theater, uh, reminding them about the rehearsals, etc. Alamo Bianca, when everybody was going home at eight o'clock in the evening, I would stay until 12, just making sure that backstage was okay. Making sure that my job was okay. Hindi ko talaga siya pagkakawalan. But what did I want to do? Wala, wala akong, wala akong pangarap. Wala akong isinulat na pangarap na I want to be. Wala yun. And when I look back now, sabi ko nga when people, young people say, so how do you, ma- how do you manage uh, not having a dream? Sometimes a dream doesn't manifest early. And sometimes you do not verbalize. You do not even write a dream. Sometimes it is there. Ang ginagawa ko lang nun, after a difficult, hard, wow, life in the city, sabi ko, ayun ko na muna magutom. Mabuti na ito, may trabaho ako. So every day was important. Every day was important. And every day led me to the next day. I met so many kind people. Dami-dami kong na, na, nakasalubong uh, the famous line of Blanche Dubois, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. Ako talaga, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers and friends who took good care of me. So, mula dun, one day, and this was the pivot of my life. One day, the great granddam of Manila's high society, who was the executive director of the Manila Metropolitan Theater, Tita Conching Suniko, pulled for me to the Hilton, room 1107. So I went there. And uh, I, I knocked. I'm boy Abunda. I believe you called for me. Without looking at me, Bianca. Yes. I, I, I hear you're very good backstage. And uh, you're very good at what you do. Do you want to work for me? Uh-oh. Her back talking to me, huh? Because Tita Conching was a formidable woman. Everybody trembled in her presence. I mean, yung presence, Bianca. <laughs> so quiet, so awkward. So, thank you very much, ma'am. Because I in I, I planned to just ask the staff as to what I was supposed to do. Pero pagkalabas ko ng pintuan, Bianca, 11.07, I'll ne- never forget that. Sabi ko, ano kayang trabaho? So, bumalik ako. Sabi ko, ma'am, I'm sorry. I just have one question. Lumingon. Mm-hmm. She turned to face me. I just wanted to know what my job is. And there she said, I wanted to join my PR office. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the I was what? I was not even 20, I think. And then I said, Mom, what is PR? <laughs> Oh, you answered that. <laughs> you know what you said? I will teach you. Oh my, that that's a scene. If there was a movie, that's yes. in the trailer for sure. Yeah. Sabi ko ma'am, thank you. Goodbye. And that started it. And that's how I started my career as a publicist, as a public relations boy, and then I got into marketing until a few years later, I was director of public relations of the Metropolitan Theater. That's how I left the theater. Pero in the middle, I enrolled ako sa Lyceum for, uh, for a couple of uh, subjects. Uh, so, I was in Litran, I was in Cross Enrollee, 
<laughs> pati mapuwa eh kasi malapit sa mer. I wanted to study. I was so hungry. But uh, that was the pivot. That was the start of my journey to uh, public relations, to setting up my own office, to talent management, and then, but hosting was nowhere in sight. <laughs> the thing that to everyone who knows you now, that is the first in the biography of That's Aboy right. Abunda, which I guess came into your life mid-20s, is that correct? Yes. Late 20s. Mid 20s. I think I was 24, 23. Yeah. And at that time, Tita Boy, TV hosting was like not a thing. No, <laughs> no, no not a thing. And you wouldn't imagine. So, so if you had no one to follow, how did you chart what you wanted to do? Here's the story, Bianks. I don't think sometimes you chart it. Because in the theater, Bianca, Lagi nag-uumpisa, any philharmonic concert, plays, opera, there's always a voice that says, ladies and gentlemen, please rise for the Philippine National Anthem. I spoke to the theater manager, front of the house manager, ang tawag niya. I spoke to her and I said, hindi ba pwedeng ilive yun? Na parang, can I come out? I mean, in front of the curtain. I mean, just to say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please rise for the Philippine National Anthem. Meron akong inclination towards you know being talking in front of a public just like when i was a child declaiming orating etc etc so i used to do that when tita Conchin would do her press conferences enjoy welcome to the members of the press welcome to the metropolitan theater blah 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 blah, blah, blah. i would voice lahat pero wala yung intent na i'm doing this because i am preparing for a career uh in public speaking, walang ganon. So to answer your question, to some it is deliberate, suerte. To some, you know, I it was providential. It was the universe. It was God's uh, kindness, literally guiding my me in my path. Ngayon na lang yan, when I'm able to connect the dots na, ah, okay, ang dahilan pala kung bakit ako nagagano, I was preparing myself, you know, in, in public speaking. I was, ah, okay. I was not afraid of the camera because, okay. I think when you do your best and when you're happy at what you're doing, you just have to leave it to, you know, to the spirit, to the being there, to God, the supreme being. And he does it. Totoo talaga, wala eh. Walang, I want to be a host. I want to, wala. Ko ang sarili ko if I told myself I wanted to be a host. Because ang image ko ng host was, at the Ateneo, we sneaked out of the Ateneo to go to ABS, I think. May palabas ang Apo Hiking Society. I was just so fascinated. They were on stage, daming ilaw, and they were hosting fun. I was really a fan. So my exposure, and then of course, I, I was a big fan of Penthouse, Archie Latson, and then Martin and Pops took over. At lahat ng ito, karamihan ng ito, like I eventually became the publicist of Martin, uh, Pops, I eventually became, I represented the Apo Hiking as a publicist. Without thinking, wala, wala Bianche, hindi dumating sa akin na, I want to be like them. Wala akong ganun. It happened. It happened because I was preparing for that opportunity without knowing that I was doing it. Mm. 
That is so interesting. And now it makes sense to me why you love Eckhart Tolle and yes. now because that seems to be your life. You took care of the now and it brought you to the next and it made you the boy Abunda um, we see today. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you this, Tito Boy. A huge part of your career was the iconic tandem that you had of course, with Chris Aquino. You are both embedded in pop culture talaga from the buzz and everything else that you did together. How did that friendship and that partnership mold you as a host and as a human being that you eventually became? Okay, the tandem. You know, I've never talked about this, but I will now. Television was a strange land, but it was a fascinating land. It was a dreamland. I was doing PR jobs already, Beyonce. I've set up my own PR office, and I, one of my clients was GMA7. So what happened was I was, I think, being consulted as a PR guy uh, for GMA7. Siguro ang daldal, madaldal talaga ako. I, I like talking, I like sharing. So siguro na-notice sila Bobby Barrero. So they were preparing a show for the lovely, lovely Gretchen Barreto. So I was in my car, may kotse na ako noon, Bianca. And, and cell phones noon, yung malalaki. No, my mm. <laughs> I got that call from Bobby. Would you be interested to do television? I didn't miss a, a, a bit, Bianca. Yes. <laughs> so I said, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, that question is uh, to do a show. And would I want to be a co-host? Of course. But mm -hmm. did I know what I was going to do? I didn't. Did I know how to handle the camera? I didn't. Did I know how to open a show? Did I know how to do interviews? I didn't. I had no idea. I had no idea. I've always gravitated towards creative danger. Uh, but there was a meeting arranged at the... Shangri-La Makati, I was, a, I was to have uh, merienda with La Greta. I didn't know that uh, one of the goals of that meeting was to find out if we had the rapport, if we could actually work together. So uh, if Gretchen even liked me, I think, huh? I'm <laughs> I don't care. But I, then I was already a high-profile manager. I had discovered Ariel Rivera. I was already representing Martin as a publicist, Regine Velasquez. So, meron ng konte. Um, I went to that meeting, so we just had so much fun. And I got the show, so you know, Gretchen liked me. I did that show for a number of years. Uh, Gretchen became pregnant. Doon ako Bianca natuto. Because when she left the show, I had to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was hosting Show and Tell. That's SAT, Saturday. SAT. I was hosting Saturday, uh, every Saturday at the, 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 the time slot of Penthouse Live. The show I was watching from the window of my neighbor because I didn't have the time a television set. Anyway, so... It became show and tell, and I was co-hosting with different girls every week. And forced to good kabyangs, mag-aaral ka. I started watching how they did it. I started watching how they opened shows, short interviews, etc., etc. My learning career in hosting and interviewing started there. Because wala na Until 
a couple of years later, uh, there was a talk about a showbiz oriented talk show. And that was Star Talk. Doon kami pinagtagpo ni Chris. That's how it started. Now, the question is, was it planned? Was it, uh, was there a study to put us together? I really doubt. I really doubt. Um, here was the beautiful, most exciting daughter of the former president who was one of the biggest stars and who was just so, Chris was so fascinating. And then they probably needed a support who could, who could stand by her, mm -hmm. who, could, who could stand beside her, you know, uh, and that's how it started. And I think it just worked. How did it work? How did we build that partnership? We did it as, well, as we were there. We got to know each other. We started to appreciate each other. We became brothers and sisters. We became friends when we were doing it. Was it difficult? It was not. It was not. Was it easy? Hindirin. Uh, because I don't think Chris is easy, ne neither am I easy. So it was, there are tandems that are born in uh, heaven. It was one of them. And I am most grateful. I am most grateful. So we started to do materials and then Chris moved to ABS. So I was left doing Star Talk and I co-hosted Star Talk with, with a couple of other girls. And then I moved to ABS. And then, Chris. Chris was doing uh, a sitcom with Robin and just doing the game shows, etc. And then I moved to ABS and it was because of the buzz, which became, of course, the buzz that everybody knows today. And permutations and buzz. But of course, after Chris and I did it, we did it for such a long, long time. Now, we did other materials. We did the morning shows. So the tandem really worked. Pero now when I look back as a manager, hindi yun inupuan na, okay, this is our first step, the way I would do it now, no? And we're going to do this way. We'll be able to do the morning show. We'll be able, well, I'm going It happened. It really, really happened. So it was a lot of, you know, destiny working on our lives. Up to the point that in this house, Chris was married here. <laughs> yeah. Chris and James were married in this house. She became, uh, she, she, was, she was a sister. I mean, she still is actually, except that I don't see Chris as much as I'd like to because so much has changed. But I, I, I don't think the core has really changed. It's still there. For sure. Tito Boy, another quick advice. You are one of those people na inaabangan talaga ang opinion. To the point of the buzz, before pre-social media, kapag may issue, iniintay <laughs> ang the buzz to hear your opinion. And it's something you have mastered. Um, in a time like this now that giving an opinion is just a few clicks, it's in an instant, what can you advise everyone in terms of forming or even sharing an opinion? It is very important that you have, you surround yourself with people you trust. It's very important that you stick to your core. I don't think you can handle 
the chaos outside of outside of who you are if you're not solid. Kailangan napapaligiran ka ng mga kaibigan na iilan or marami basta napapagkatiwalaan mo uh, whose, whose voices and opinions you trust, who respect you and who you respect. You should be solid with who you are. And that doesn't come easy. It takes a lot of failures and a lot of pain and a lot of joy and a lot of happiness to get to your core. The answer to that, Bianca, in one line is, you can only handle the opinions outside if you have a solid core. Stay true to your core. And what is your core? It's your story. It's your truth. It is who you are when no one is watching. It is the story of your ancestors. It's the story of your parents. It's my story and Royal Street. It is my story and the benches of Luneta. It is my story with Tita Kunching. It is my story. Take care of that core. Take care of that core. Surround yourself with people who respect the sanctity of that core. And then when you go out of that core and the discernment of whether what you're listening to is something that you have to fact check. The ability to say, I have the right to question. I have, I have a different opinion. Kasama yan dun, na hindi lahat ng naririnig at nababasa mo ay tama. Hmm. Part of that comes from that core because that core is true. So pag may nababalitaan ka and your first instinct coming from that core is, sandali, tanungin ko muna si Bianca kung totoo. Uh, ano ang dahilan? Saan ang galing yun? Uh, a different kind of world demands a different kind of humanity. I love that. Tita Boy, as a last question to all the Legends-only guests, um, what is something that you would like to say to everyone watching or listening on how they can find what they're supposed to do with their life and the path they are meant to take? Okay, but before that, I want to go kasi maraming nakikinig ng mga bata at mga nanay at mga kaibigan about dreams. You know, they ask how to be you, you know, the, mm-hmm. the journey and how do you become somebody because I'm not averse to the idea Bianca of um ang tawag ko sa idols in my own language. I don't want to become Boy Abunda, but he is my dream marker. Hmm. Uh, his, his, my mother was my lodestar. She was my compass. But meron ka, I, I, I like to introduce that idea of, you like the career of, let's say, Moira. Uh, you know, she spent 12, 14 years uh, paying her dues before she hit it, you know, with the first hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you have, it's my mark. Ah, okay, that can happen that way. So there's really no formula about achieving one's dreams or being mm-hmm. successful and wala ring annotation na okay nandito na ako ah uh, susunod mm-hmm. na ako because you're right i am a disciple of you know the philosophy of Eckhart Tolle who believes that life is a series of present moments now will lead you to the next now and will lead you to the next now he does not believe in the in the concept of future because the future to him is part is the tip of the now uh, the past is something that you don't control because it's done, it's gone, and you are where you are. So celebrate that now. The first word that comes to mind is listen. 
Listen to your heart, listen to God, and listen to the voices that matter. Because the future presents itself in different faces. I'm not saying listen literally with your ears, but listening with your heart and with your eyes. Listening with your joy and pain. And the second thing that comes to mind to anyone who's interested, I think lang ha, success really is, is born out of all the mistakes and the failures that you go through. The best kind of success for me, and this is empirical, is the kind of success that is born out of pain and tears and laughter. So my message, my most important message is pray and do whatever you're doing right now as you listen to me to the best you can because you're not alone. God is there. Remember that line of Maya Angelou, I come as one, I stand as 10,000 because I'm never alone. You're never alone, Bianca. I'm here in front of you. I stand on the shoulders of Nanai, of my grandparents. I stand on their shoulders proud and uh, brave because I know that I am never alone. I come as one. I stand as 10,000. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tito Boy. Time flew by talking to you. <laughs> it is always an honor. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're most welcome, Bianca. Salamat. Take the time to listen to not just your mind, but your heart. Nothing beats hard work, whatever job we are in. And put in the work, even when no one is watching. And sometimes we shouldn't try too hard to fit in because we're so uniquely us and we shouldn't be afraid to stand out. Wow. Powerful stories from Boy Abunda. I'm so, so, so lucky to call him a manager, a mentor, a father figure, and I will forever be grateful. Thank you, Tita Boy, for the trust um, with your story. So what did Tita Boy say that you agree with or that you see in your life? Share it with me here on Spotify. You'll see a Q&A button on the same page where you played the episode. Or share your thoughts and join our community of supers in the Paano Bato Kumustahan group, our private Facebook group. And in case you missed our past Legends-only episodes, you can play catch-up here on Spotify. Or you can also watch the video version Ibang experience than yung video because you see the reactions, you see how their face lights up, and you'll see pictures from them um, in their younger years and growing up. Uh, that is up on my YouTube page. Just search for I Am Super Bianca. It has been an honor to have icons like Karen Davila, Vice President Lenny Robredo, Heidelin Diaz, Regine Velasquez Alcacid, Kathy Garcia Molina, and now Tito Boy. Who's next? Well, you'll find out next week. This is Legends Only, a Paano Bato special series. This podcast is a Spotify exclusive and powered by Globe Studios. To anyone who wants to start their own podcast, check out Anchor. It's free and easy to start your own. Till our next episode, stay safe and take care, supers! Music